you, Davian, and good luck, as always, with everything you do. And again, keep defending the faith in the way that you do. Um, I'm sure all the fans out there and listeners appreciate it, um, you know, as much as I do. Hi, everyone, this is KK Downing, and you're listening to Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. So crank it up as loud as you can. In a world entrenched in darkness, desperately seeking hope and security, a coalition of nations invoke a highly classified program commissioned by their ancestors generations ago for such a time when all else has failed. They called for but one man to light the flame, to carry the torch, which is really a guitar, ready to blast the battle cry. Behold, the time has come for Rock and Roll. Uh, that's right. We're making news yet again, my friends. K.K. Downing on the show in an exclusive interview talking about the Mega Priest show that will be coming up. And uh, I can tell you right now, it sounds like 2020 could be interesting for K.K. Downing and heavy metal creation. Well, you'll just have to listen to that full interview coming up in just a few minutes to find out more about that. I'll tell you what, I don't know if you were at Area 51. I was not, but it feels like Area 51 mania has engulfed everything because there's a lot happening that's just kind of out of this world. Apparently, Miley Cyrus, well, not apparently, there's video and audio. Uh, She did covers of uh, Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. That's right, she covered Black Dog by Zeppelin and Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. It all took place during her set at iHeartRadio's festival in Vegas. And uh, that, I think, is also where Def Leppard did a tribute to her. They dedicated Pour Some Sugar on Me to Miley Cyrus. So I know it's a clash of genres. It really is. It's all clashing. It's like, oh my gosh, what is going on out there? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I Maybe that's what I was allergic to. I was sneezing all weekend. Miley Cyrus covering classic rock. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sure she does a fine job. I'll have to check some of that out. I haven't. Uh, you know, I plan to. I will. But uh, lots of news before we get to our interview as well. Some other stuff going on here. Uh, Queensryche has a 2020 tour with uh, John Five and The Creatures. Uh, Loudwire reporting here. Also, um, Jimmy Eat World announced Surviving Album. And they put out two new tracks, uh, System of a Down, Iron Maiden, and Kiswa Headline Download 2020. That was something that was um, released at least on Iron Maiden's Twitter page. I saw that out there, so that's pretty cool. Chevelle has uh, several new tracks. Looks like uh, eight tracks. Uh, they tracked eight songs uh, for a more melodic album. I could have sworn that um, the band said they were going to do a more heavy record. I thought they were going to do something heavier uh, although that last record, the North Corridor, was, I think that was the last one, was pretty darn heavy, I gotta say. Uh, so anyway, that'll be cool. Um, although their bass player, Dean's going to be leaving the band after their 2019 tour, so uh, a change of lineup there. Um, he does a great job. He's actually, I read a documentary, read, watched a documentary where he said, you know, he's a drummer too, so he's really worked with um, uh, the drums and kind of helping... Uh, uh, drummer Sam create that that sound, uh, a thicker, punchier sound. Uh, words to that effect, um, is le- at least is what I got from the documentary, but it was really uh, cool stuff. So, some Sammy Hagar news, and this is kind of uh, 
I don't want to say it's generating controversy, but it's certainly making news. The uh, Sammy Hagar High Tide Beach Party and Car Show has been canceled. This was supposed to happen in Huntington Beach uh, September 28th and 29th, but apparently, according to the OC Register, um, ocregister.com, the event did not meet permit requirements. Uh, The California Department of Parks and Recreation has put a stop to Sammy Hagar's second annual High Tide Beach Party and Car Show scheduled to take place on those aforementioned dates. a press release issued Friday, September 20th, California State Parks said that the production company, quote, did not meet permit requirements. Promoters posted on the official High Tide Beach Party website that refunds would be issued through official ticketing outlets, including Frontgate Tickets and Groupon. Freeze Management also responded to requests for comment via email Friday night in a statement, quote, our company can't comment on pending litigation, so there's lit- litigation going on here. But there are two sides to every story. The statement read, thousands of music fans and car enthusiasts had a wonderful, memorable experience last year, and we were very much looking forward to expanding on that for 2019. All of our vendors, sponsors, and performer performing talent are equally dismayed that this will not happen as intended in Huntington Beach, and ultimately the fans lose the most because they've been looking forward to the event for months, some even planning to travel from across the country and around the world to visit California to enjoy it. So Sammy Hagar went online. Uh, he posted a statement here. Uh, video statement basically and uh, hang on one second grabbing the uh, the digital uh, machinery we call the uh, iPad and here's uh, here's what Sammy had to say about it okay everyone here it goes I don't know exactly what happened the promoters and the city both put out press releases saying what happened I guess that's what happened all I can say is I'm sorry I'm more disappointed than anyone. I think all the fans know how much I care about them, how much I care about my parties and my music and everything that I do. And so uh, I'm really more disappointed by the But I'm going to try to make it up. First of all, October 8th, an unannounced show, Cobble, the birthday bash, bringing the wobbles down a day early, play a free show, first come, first serve, whole stop. I used to do it. And I'm going to try to do that throughout the country with the next year on tour with the, the Circle, even maybe something this year outside of that. Uh, do some free concerts here and there, pop up concerts, a little club somewhere. Or ultimately, I'd love to do a big giant one on the beach. But uh, until we can get all that done, I just want to say I'm sorry and I'll make it up. Sammy Hagar getting a lot of support from uh, Matt Sorum and other uh, fellow rockers out there. So uh, Sammy doing what he can to make all of that up. And uh, we will uh, keep it, uh, keep you updated. Boy, it did seem like a really big and, and awesome event. The video from last year was was amazing. Just looking at it in the promo that they put together for what they were doing this year. So um, we'll have to figure out the nature of the litigation and what exactly, what exactly happened. How this could get all tied up, especially after doing it last year. But Sammy Hagar, uh, who's a good guy. I mean, Sammy's always, you know, we we met him and uh, did an interview with him. Sammy is a a good dude uh, doing what he can to make this right, so we will keep you updated on that now. K.K. Downing phoning in from across the pond. Uh, a little bit of, uh, um, you know, the usual, uh, It's I, I, I like to call it a satellite phone, but it wasn't. But, uh, you know, the, the, the marvels of technology, a little bit of uh, uh, FaceTime action and uh, doing a wonderful chat with him. Uh, about the Mega Priest event and so much more that is coming your way. Oh, how about, how about now-ish? 
KK, thanks so much for talking with us again. Um, really excited for Mega Priest, as it's being called. <laughs> David Ellison, of course, of Megadeth, and Tim the Ripper Owens. It'll be great to see you with him and Les Binks as well. I mean, how are you feeling about all of this? Yeah, really good. Uh, really nice to play with, uh, you know, um, those guys again, obviously. Good friends, you know, lots of treasured memories you know uh, of playing and, and of course very exciting to play with uh, Dave from Megadeth you know um, um, uh, and so yeah really looking forward to it really yeah it's something that uh, you know we saw this I think in the press we saw the billboard and you know the graphic design with you and uh, the other guys on there and we said wow this is really cool coming right off of Bloodstock especially you know coming off of that and then we get this news, uh, it's just uh, really thrilling for the fans. Yeah, yeah, like I say, with uh, the Bloodstock thing was a really, really cool thing to do. And then I guess this all started because Dave, uh, Dave Ellison, obviously, um, you know, very popular guy, you know, uh, um, mm -hmm. not just with the fans, but in the industry, uh, good guy. Um, Dave is uh, about to launch his second book, uh, more life with death so great <laughs> titles <Yeah. laughs> great titles I must say um, and that's good oh by the way I'm glad to hear I, I did hear that um, Dave Dave Mustaine was uh, is making some very good progress so that's very good news for everyone you know? amen so, yes so that's good yeah um, but um, Dave's done this before and uh, he comes over to Europe and uh, and he, he, he puts his, uh, his own band together and they go around to, you know, book signing and doing things like that. And so that's how all this started, really. Dave said, you know, do you fancy, um, you know, maybe uh, playing along with us? I think that's how it all started anyway. Usually does a phone call or, or a beer or something, usually gets something going and... Uh, and I said, sure, yes. Yeah. So Dave was coming over to play a show in London, and I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I suggested that, because obviously I have a, a very good association with quite a large venue in Wolverhampton, just outside of Birmingham in the Midlands. And I said, you know, fancy maybe doing a show here. And one thing led to another, and Dave said, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, because obviously Dave's good friends with Ripper, maybe Ripper will fly over and do some singing if we can play some priest songs, you know, because you know, I think it's fair to say it's the chosen few that can actually, you know, handle the priest stuff well, you know. Agreed. Um, <laughs> I think so, you know, the chosen few. Um, obviously, there's a very, very good uh, German vocalist, Ralph Sheepers. I mean, a lot of people will know Ralph. He's very good. He does quite a lot of stuff. But, um, but obviously... You know, um, people with a with a set of pipes like um, those guys, Ripper and uh, obviously Rob. You know, they are few and far between, really. You know, um, I don't want to miss some good guys out because there is there is some other great guys out there. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that opportunity to have Ripper come over was great. And then, you know, well, shall we give Les a call? We know Les is still around. I've I've hooked up with Les recently, and um, you know. Um, so that's good. It gives us the opportunity to play some of those classics, you know, back into the seventies and obviously through the Ripper years, you know, and um, and so off. Uh, and uh, and me fulfilling 
every fan's wishes really because I, I go to the steel mill you know the venue they say okay mm. when are you going to get on the stage and play for us you know so um this is an opportunity playing with ripper you know ripper's talked a lot about i think the the records he did with priest and i think there's a lot of fans who really love that stuff myself included very heavy or a different kind of era for the band and it'll be interesting i think to maybe hear some of that stuff too are you kind of excited about look revisiting some of that again uh, demolition and jugulator yeah we'll be playing some of that stuff as well yeah um and um yeah, hopefully a good cross-section of, of a lot of things, really. So we have myself, Ripper, obviously Mr. David Ellison on, on bass, which is great. You know, that's great to have. And, uh, you know, and Les. And, um, and people for the fans are saying, well, you, you know, you need two guitar players to play Priest, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, you know, um, in all fairness, I could, you know, I could... Uh, I could fill the gaps, I think, myself, you know, but um, just to make it, you know, what it should be. Um, I have a, a, a very good guitar player called AJ Mills. It's Andy Mills. And he was, um, you know, he's in the band Hostile and um, from over England. I did work with those guys, you know, but um, he um, he's... Uh, He's pretty local, you know, and Andy looks good, plays good and performs good, you know, so that's kind of what I was looking for. And so that kind of, um, and that's the full lineup really for the uh, the main event. Uh, mm -hmm. David will go on and, and do some Megadeth stuff and that, and he does, those guys do that really, really well. You know, he has a really good singer that does, covers the Mustang thing. It's amazing. Close right. your eyes. Wow. And it's Dave, you know. So, um, and then we've got uh, Blaze Bailey, obviously, who did uh, a couple of albums with Maiden. Yeah. Um, his band is going to open up for us as well. So, um, so that's good. Um, I think it's going to be really is. Uh, Hopefully one not to be missed. Yeah. It sounds like this is kind of where a lot of um, things are going for performance. It's like, um, you know, kind of one-off or two-off kind of events where it's, a, it's a, a mix of different groups and different artists, you know? Yeah, well, it's not a bad thing. I think it keeps things fairly interesting, you know. Um, you know, um, um, and this will be interesting. <laughs> it will be, yeah. It, it will be, I think. It really will. I'm personally, I'm really looking forward to getting Les on the drums with Excite and some other things we're going to be doing, you know, yeah. uh, not to give the show away, but um, but I'm really looking forward to, that's going to be good. Um, yeah. It's all going to be good. Yeah, it is. Now, will you uh, do a little bit of Megadeth yourself, or this will be kind of two separate, like, uh, bills, right? You'll just do that. <laughs> priest yeah no I'll, I'll just jump on when when davis finished he's set with um you know uh with his base base story band basically okay um and then uh dave will stay on there and we'll just um we'll just jump on and we'll fly straight into uh a full preset really which i think will be absolutely smoking to be fair oh yeah what's it like being in touch with the guys like Les? I mean, you guys go so so far back to the very very early days of priest i mean what's it like uh, you know have you kept in contact over the years i imagine and yeah well not so much i mean people you know um when we part but you know people part waves you know uh we may see each other now and again but everybody starts to get busy into their own projects and um, and it can be many, many years, if not decades, you know, before you hook up again. Um, but I say, you know, 
time is uh, always uh, the enemy and um, you know I think it's fair to say that um, not all of us but uh, some of us are getting up there now so uh, this will be a great thing to do to hook up again and um, and to and just to reunite and and to enjoy what we had in the past I think it's a, I think it's a nice thing to do you know um, at least then if something let's say proper morbid happens or something happens and and then there's not an opportunity to do it is there'll be um, an opportunity missed I think just to say you know just to to have those moments again together really David well, you're right. I mean, you look at um, you know Eddie Money and Rico Cassick. Obviously, the last few weeks, yeah, you yeah. know, and it does. I yeah. mean, it, it it's got to make uh, people think, especially you know, uh, in your league. I mean, you know, the time you've you've been around, it's got to be the talk of circles. You know, I imagine, right? You know, that no day is really promised. You know. Yeah, it's um, and we're losing people all the time. Another couple of guys, you know, over here. You know, um, yeah. in fact. Um, I just heard uh, the day before yesterday the very, very first Motorhead guitar guitar player who I didn't know and I, I never heard of him actually, you know. Um, I, I thought Fast Eddie was the first, and uh, but he passed away. Um, and um, and Tony Mills from the band, you know, I think he was in martial law and he was yeah. a, a Birmingham vocalist. He he passed away just and. Um, you know, prematurely, kind of early 50s, shame, you know, and uh, so, yeah, you know, we have to think about these things. Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's really important, and, and that's that's what makes this, you know, all the more special, too. Um, are you looking at anything different with gear? Uh, you know, you're going to bring out some of the old, uh, uh, do you still have the 64 Flying V? Is that what it was uh, way back, or, or do you have more yeah, than Yeah, no, recent? I retired those good guitars quite uh, a while ago, you know, oh, yeah. so... Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, <laughs> I am busy learning the songs. We are busy yeah. practicing the songs, you know. Uh-huh. And, um, and that's the first step. And then kind of, uh, and then you move into the gear. What do I use? Do I use old gear or dig out even older gear? <laughs> yeah, it's the same with guitars. I mean, and it's kind of a fun. That's kind of a fun part, really, to yeah. start to recreate all of those sounds, you know, but we'll be as close to the original stuff as possible. Do some of the older guitars hold up pretty well? I mean, I imagine, like, I don't know if there's a difference between, like, the way instruments were made, you know, say in the 60s and 70s versus today, or is it all pretty good quality? All Do, do you know yeah, what I mean? I think, I think some of the stuff, the later guitars that, um, that I had, you know, the build quality... You know, I, it was definitely when 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 people started to build guitars. I think in the in the early eighties, you know, for touring professionals like myself who really wang the thing around, you know, a lot. You know, yeah. they started to put a lot of thought into the roadworthiness of these guitars. You know, whereas originally, I don't think so much thought went into it, you know, if you had an early Fender or a Gibson, it was what it was, you know, so a lot of players retired those early guitars because they started to get, you know, um, they're quite valuable for a start-off, you know, um, but I think that people, certainly like Hamer and the last bunch of homemade, handmade guitars I had by KXK, 
you know, they really, really are solid things, you know. Um, so to the an answer to that, I think um, if you've got something, you know, a real classic instrument, it's better probably just to record and write with it, you know, these days. Mm, okay. Yeah, I never thought about the road, you know, kind of the wear and tear on the road and, you know, night after night, you know, you do all the shows, it's got to hold up. <laughs> It has to because they have to be in other people's hands, you know, guitar techs, roadies, pushed around on, on flights and stuff like that, you know, so um, it, that, it has to be a very, very roadworthy uh, guitar. Are you thinking about recording anything anytime soon or just uh, maybe doing an album or just uh, kind of, do you, or is it nice to kind of have the flexibility to do it when you want to? Yeah, I think this year is this year um and it's coming to a close i'll do the fun stuff now and if you know depending on what happens you know um if i look forward to take a project look if I, if i'm looking to take a project forward you know i guess by the end of this year i'll know conclusively what's on offer and what isn't and who it's with and who it isn't with and um you know i think that um that it would be a miss of me not to be prolific in some way mm. um in 2020 to um to uh, to be seen and heard really that sounds really good i think a lot of fans are, they're going to hear this and they're going to say yes something could be coming <laughs> you know yeah, well, you know, I, you know, I've, I've given lots of things thought. You know, obviously, priest was my whole life. You know, um, uh, for so so long. You know, my whole life, in fact. You know, so, um, but, but I'm looking forward to to, to um, you know, hooking up with the guys and and playing a full set and and. Um, and just seeing what I get from it, really, you know. Definitely the chemistry, the vibe, and uh, I'm sure that's part of it. As you, when you consider a project, I mean, how much of it goes into is chemistry and just sort of, you know, I guess the influences are there, right? And obviously, you've played with a lot of the guys before, but how much of it is sort of a chemistry thing when you think about moving ahead with any kind of project? Yeah, well, I think you just have to enjoy being out there with the guys you are with, and. Uh, and for me, it's all about the music being as absolutely precise and as, you know, just as tight as it can be, really, you know, because that's that's what really creates the energy, you know. And um, and I think that, um, that, that, yeah, chemistry, it's, it's all about that, really. If you feel confident that you know that you can go forward and, and play a lot of shows in a lot of countries and, and you can enjoy it every single night. That I mean, that really is what it's all about, you know, because certainly the travelling and, and everything, you know, is not what it used to be. You get to a certain age, you know, and the things have changed. <laughs> the, the days have gone, you know. I can remember playing three nights at Long Beach Arena, you know, and... Um, and there was just a, a queue of girls outside the back of the arena, you know, and you could not see the end of it, you know. I mean, those days are kind of gone, really, I think, you know. Um, you get to a certain age and um, they're not there, mate, they're not there. You know, uh, they're, they're, you know, 
Those home with the air conditioning on or wrapped <laughs> up if it's winter, you know, watching the teller, you know, whatever age they might be now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know what I'm saying. You yeah, reading the book, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's not it's not what it was bad there for guys like us. Not to say that it can't, but there's not good times to be had, you know, but it's different, you know. It was a party, wasn't it, you know. Yeah. And the fun of... The traveling extensively and going to new countries, you know, wherever that might be, Korea, Korea, Colombia, yeah. you know, Australia, wherever it was. Um, but you know, now there's still some places I'd like to 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 go and play shows, you know, that we never went before. But bands go, you know, so um, so maybe maybe that. Um, that excitement still to be had, yeah. you know. But for the most part, we were going, we were, you know, we were going back to Cincinnati, Biloxi, Mississippi, you know, for the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time, whatever it might be, you know. And um, but uh, but obviously, you know, I do miss the states. Obviously, it was a big part of my life, you know. And um, and I do, you know, uh, I do miss it. Yeah. A friend of mine was actually telling me he saw you guys at the, I think it was the Nassau Coliseum on the Turbo Tour, maybe it was, or something like that, and, and uh, he still has vivid memories, and I'm, I'm sure you have vivid memories of, maybe not specific shows, but in general, just, you know, playing certain gigs, and, and uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's got to be fun to at least, you know, have those memories to look back on, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, it was great, wasn't it, you know, I mean... In our heyday, we would play Nassau Coliseum, the Meadowlands, and um, the prestigious gig on Manhattan, um, where they trashed all the seats one time. The uh, MSG? Uh, Madison Square Gardens, yes. Was it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Madison Square Gardens, Nassau Coliseum, and the Meadowlands, we would play, on, you know, on the same <laughs> <laughs> second tour the trifecta so, oh my god <laughs> that's pretty good going isn't it really you know yeah. it's pretty good going um, <laughs> you know so but you know what it is um, and I I know what it is you know I was there you know it was you know my creation back in the, the late 60s I mean Judas yeah. Priest was you know the the brand name the legacy and the songs you know, that's what brings people out, you know, um, to relive all of the uh, past years and stuff, you know. So um, starting a new project probably with a, a new name, it's not, you know, the brand name, it's not, you know. Um, but, you know, um, we can, um, you know, uh, research the possibilities as yeah. to what gaps can be filled. Well, it's got to be great, too. I mean, you look at YouTube and, you know, there's millions of views on all the Priest videos and, and there's people commenting on them every day and people discovering it for the first, new generations. And it's got to be very gratifying to, to know that new generations so many times removed from the original era, you know, when you were, you were there, they're still finding this stuff and it's blowing their minds, you know? Yeah. Um, that's exactly right. I mean, I guess now, I mean... And I have to think about this as lots of people hooking into Judas Priest and, you know, um, after my departure and finding Priest for the first time. And, you know, um, it's only when they go onto YouTube and look back to see, you know, that this band was in existence for 40 years before I got on board, you know. Yeah. 
Because um, I know a lot of people like like AJ that's going to be playing guitar with me. I mean, he first saw his initiation into Judas Priest was uh, uh, the Ripper years, you know. Oh, okay. And um, and that was for a lot of people, you know. And what we were doing with Ripper was influence what they would go on to do musically, you know. Absolutely. You know, it's really cool, and it's so cool that there's a whole new generation of bands out there uh, literally defending the faith, you know? It's really, it's a really awesome thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, KK? Really, as always, we appreciate the chat, especially as you get ready for a big uh, gig like this. Anything else you'd like to add? No, um, other than at the moment, I'm totally focused on meeting some good old friends and great musicians and... Um, and, uh, and obviously playing with uh, David Ellison, and it's going to be going to be good. I've not heard people have booked tickets from Japan, from people are coming from the states, and so you know, um, mm. um, so it's good. It's great. It's very gratifying. So hopefully we can get some footage on uh, of the concert from YouTube. And uh, but uh, whoever can make it over, please, everyone's welcome. Like I say. Um, it's going to be a great night. Many, many thanks to KK Downing for checking in yet again. Looking forward to Mega Priest uh, in November. Also, uh, tomorrow we will be talking about the time Kiss teamed up with the Symphony. I was watching some of that, their performance of Love Gun, and uh, Black Diamond actually was the one I was watching, and I have to say it was um, really cool to see that, and a very interesting dynamic. One of the best performances of Black Diamond there, Peter Chris coming back for that project too so we will talk about that and uh oh all of the rock and roll that's fit for a podcast enjoy the week my friends and take it easy and you know what if it's easy heck you know take it twice <laughs>